Welcome to the Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly podcast. Please listen as Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, teaches from God's Word. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive a king. Let every art prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And to heaven and heaven and nature Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sound. sin and sorrow grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. the world with truth and grace, and makes the nations prove the glories of His righteousness, and the wonders of His love, and wonders of His love, and wonders, wonders of Amen. You may be seated. All right, it's good to see each of you here. Let's have our opening prayer, please. Our Father, as we come to you again this morning, we are thankful for each one that's able to be here. Thank you for this time of year as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray that your blessings would be upon this service this morning. Help us to honor you. And Father, we pray that you'd be with those that couldn't be with us today. We pray that you'd bless them and help them that they will 
again be able to attend your house. And again, we thank you for the blessings that you've given. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, hey, what happens this week? Is this week Christmas? I think it is. And uh, uh, what? No, I said this week. Yeah. And uh, remember, we're going to have a Christmas Eve service, 4 o'clock this next Friday. So we want everyone to come, and hopefully we'll have more than us here then. And uh, we're asking each one to bring something to share. It's going to be a fellowship time. And um, the things that uh, we're asking you to bring is uh, finger foods, desserts, chips, dip, brownies, cookies, cheese and crackers. You get the idea. That sort of thing. And um, uh, we're going to have a, a special service that night. We'll have songs, uh, a video, right? Yeah. And uh, fellowship. The reading, of course, the scriptures that deal with this period of time. So, uh, Remember our service is Friday. Make plans to come and be with us if you can. All right, any other announcements that you know about? If not, hark the herald angels sing. Let's stand and sing that together.
Tonight we're going to be looking at Jesus, the heavenly King, this morning as we think about the birth of Christ. And uh, turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 2. We'll be reading the first seven verses there for our text this morning. As we think about Jesus coming to this earth. All right, Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. The Bible says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own towns to register. So Joseph also went to the went from the town of Nazareth to Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, She wrapped him in clothes, placed him in a manger, because there was no room, there was no guest room available for them. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for your word today that can give us the understanding of what went on that first Christmas when Jesus was born. And Father, I pray that we'd keep these memories in our hearts and our minds and that we might be able to understand that that's the real reason for the season. That it isn't all of these other things. But it's Jesus being born, coming to this earth to prepare a way of life, a way of salvation for all that would come to Him. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the most beloved Christmas songs is called Joy to the World. But this wasn't originally written to celebrate the birth. In fact, we find that Isaac Watts wrote the words to this hymn as a paraphrase of Psalm 98 for his 1719 publication The Psalms of David Imitated. Watts interprets this psalm emphasizing Christ as king not as a baby but as king. Author Albert Bailey writes this about that particular song. He says it's one of the most joyous of the Christmas songs that we sing. Not in the sense of merrymaking, but in the deep and solemn realization of what Christ's birth has meant to mankind, he says. Notice 
our scripture reading today says that when Jesus was born, she wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger. So much of what God's plan for history all came together as Jesus was born. You see, all of history prior to that, all the scriptures, in fact, prior to that, had pointed toward the birth of Christ. It's no mistake that as I mentioned this morning in our Bible study time, people mark time from the birth of Christ, either before or after His coming. In the overall picture, we find the Roman Empire in control of all the world, right? We talked about another empire in control of most of the world this morning, but the Roman Empire had the greatest extent of territory under one ruler in the Roman Empire. And we find that it was this empire and the ruler of this empire that caused some of the activity that brought about the things that we read about here in the Scriptures. Caesar took a census. And surprise, surprise, it was just at the right time for Jesus to be born, wasn't it? That didn't happen by accident, did it? God was in control of all of that. Because you see, Jesus needed to be born in a certain place. His parents lived in Nazareth, didn't they? But that wasn't the place for Jesus to be born. The Old Testament prophesies that He was going to be born in Bethlehem. And so God arranges things through Caesar, the ruler of the empire, to bring that about. And so Caesar Augustus was the great nephew of Julius Caesar and he governed for 41 years. That's a remarkable length of time for rulers back during that period of history. And one of the results of that imperial edict for people to be registered was that they had to go back to their ancestral home. And we find that Joseph was of the ancestry of David. So was Mary, by the way, if you study that. And so they traveled back to Bethlehem for them to register there. Now, there were a lot of people in Bethlehem at this time because a lot of people had come back. And that's why we find that as Mary and Joseph came into town, there was no room. Now you can imagine, the Bible doesn't 
give the details of this, but we can just imagine that this is what it was. That Mary is about to be delivered. About to deliver a baby, that is. And they didn't travel very speedily. We can imagine that they took their time in coming. And so all the places to stay were filled up. I don't know whether you've ever gone to a place where there was a meeting and, and uh, you didn't make reservations ahead of time. And you got there and all the hotel rooms were taken. Close to the meeting site, that is. And you had to take another place. That, that happened to Wanda and I one time, I remember as we had gone to a convention. But they went to the town of Bethlehem. And they had probably planned to stay with a relative. That's usually what they did back in that day and time. But as they got there, there was no room. But there was a place. A place where there was a feeding trough. Now you know the Bible doesn't tell us it was a barn. It doesn't tell us that they, this was uh, an, uh, a place where they kept animals. Probably it was. <laughs> but all of these things have been imagined by people as we see the birth of Christ and we see lambs around and donkeys and roosters and you know you can just imagine what's going to be in a barn in a, uh, in a animal shed and that's probably what it was we're not sure but we do know that there was an animal feeding trough there now it's probably not one that was made out of wood it was probably one that was made out of material that was hard because that's what the feeding troughs usually looked like back then and he was wrapped in cloth and laid in that manger now if you continue to read where it tells us that he was laid in a manger it tells us about the shepherds out in the field and as they came and they found Jesus wrapped in cloth, laying in a manger, it would have meant something to them because that's what they did with baby lambs that were destined to be sacrificed. They would wrap them and place them in a manger. We don't have time to get into that anymore this morning, but you can read about it as you look at the history of this period of time. Now, despite all the fulfilled prophecies that was taking place here, and there were many prophecies that had been made, and these were being fulfilled, but the birth was a surprise as we think about it. Where would you think a king would be born? 
in a palace, yeah. Where did the wise men go to to find Jesus? To the palace, didn't they? Now they didn't find him there. And so Herod said, well, <clears throat> you know, if a king has been born, we need to find out where that king is going to be born. And so he asked his wise men, the people that knew the Scriptures, and they came and said he's going to be born in Bethlehem. And so he sent the wise men to Bethlehem. And he said, now when you find him, you come back and tell me about him. Well, God warned the wise men not to go back to Herod. And they left a different way. But Herod was still afraid that there was going to be a king that was going to usurp his throne. And so he had all the babies killed. That's another story as well, isn't it? But the Messiah had been born in that area where there was a stable, where there was a feeding trough at least, and we would imagine a stable. And so the king was born. The one who was destined to be king was born, and there's so many contradictions here. As I mentioned, the thought about him being born not in a manger, not in a place like that, but in a palace. But he wasn't, was he? But he was the Son of God, and as he came to this earth, he came to rule. Psalm 98, verses 8 and 9 tells us, let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for He comes to judge the earth. So as we think about Jesus coming, yes, He came to be a king, but He didn't come as a king, did He? God could have done that. Did Jesus have to be born as a baby? Could God not have just thrust a grown person into this world? Sure, he could have. But that wasn't what God knew was needed. Jesus needed to grow up in this world. Suffering and experiencing the things that you and I experience in a human life. And that's what Jesus did. So Christ as King... That's also the theme of the book of Ephesians. In chapter 1 and verse 15, he commended the Ephesians for their faith. And then in verse 18, he prayed that they would truly understand the uh, eternal calling that God had on their lives, as he does on ours. And he spoke about God's purpose for Jesus not to remain as a baby in a manger. You know, when be, uh, some people think of Jesus, that's all they think about Him. 
a baby lying in a mansion. But you see, God's purpose for Jesus was not for him to stay as a baby, but for him to live life, for him to experience life, for him to live a life without sin and become the perfect Lamb of God and to die for our sins. We find that the Bible tells us that every knee will bow and every tongue confess. All people, the ones that were present at the time when Jesus was born or from time past, all the way from the very beginning, and the ones that are present now and the ones that will come in the future all will be subjected to Christ as King. Every knee will bow. So He came for the purpose of being a King, even though He's not a King today, except as we make Him the King of our lives, make Him the ruler of our being. And so these verses leave no exception for Him to rule over everyone. And Christ was not simply a good man or a good preacher. He holds authority over the past, the present, and the future. And He rules completely. So, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. That's what joy to the world tells us about. As Isaac Watts wrote those words. So as we celebrate the birth of Christ this week, we express gratitude to the Father for sending the Son to be born, yes. But the one who became flesh and made his dwelling among us came to be King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And as we celebrate him coming the first time, we need to understand that he's coming the second time. And just as they were looking forward to the Messiah coming back then, and many were, many were hoping, many were looking forward to the Lord coming as Emmanuel, God with us. But as they look forward to that time, we today are to be looking forward to the time when Jesus will come again. And He will, this time, set up His kingdom on this earth. Are we anticipating His coming? You know, it could be today that He comes for His people. Not coming as King of Kings and Lord of Lords right now. He's coming for His people. And He's going to snatch us away to Him in heaven. Have you prepared for that day? Are you looking forward to that day? Are you anticipating Him coming as those were anticipating His coming back then? You know, as the shepherds, the lowest of society, 
were out keeping their sheep that night. They anticipated the Lamb of God coming to this earth. And it wasn't such a big surprise. Now, how they heard about it was a big surprise. But it wasn't such a big surprise that Jesus had been born. And they went into town excited, anticipating, worshiping Jesus. Our Father, we thank You today that we have the privilege today of searching for Him, of finding Him, not in a manger, but on His throne in heaven. And Father, we pray that if there are those that have never trusted in Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, that these would turn from their sins, turn to Jesus, and find His salvation. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together and we'll sing Silent Night as we end our service today.
closing prayer please our dear father we thank you that once again we could come to your house and worship you we ask that you be with us help us to keep in focus the purpose of the christmas season bless those that are not here with us today guide and direct us in all that we do we ask you in jesus name amen Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Thank you and God bless.